Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the show, go out and tell two friends today. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the show. Real Estate Espresso Podcast can be heard on more than 20 different platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you're sure to find the show. Go spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? On today's show, we're talking about the fallout of the current COVID-19 crisis on real estate investors. The news media filled the airwaves with news of the virus outbreak. Federal Reserve and central banks all over the world have responded by lowering interest rates. And under normal conditions, we would expect to see interest rates falling. But in a strange twist, mortgage rates have actually increased in the past few days. That's right, you heard me correctly. In a falling interest rate environment, the quoted rates for mortgage loans have gone up in the past week. So the question is why? Last week, the rate for the 30-year government-backed jumbo loan in the United States hit a low of 3.25% on March the 2nd. Today, the quoted rates for that same loan are averaging 3.65%. I've seen several explanations for this. The folks at Barron's Magazine have speculated that there's a lag between the fall in Treasury yields and the yields for mortgage-backed securities. The Barron's article is saying that the banks have been slow to lower the rates or even match the fall in mortgage-backed securities yields. Let's dig a little deeper into this so we understand how the banking system works. See if that's really true. The bank takes in deposits every day from people. Most people have their biweekly paycheck deposited into their bank account. The bank then turns around and lends that money out to people who are looking to buy houses, finance cars, refinance their homes, and buy things using credit cards and so on. Not only do they lend out the money taken on deposit, they lend out that same dollar on deposit up to nine more times the bank regulator only requires the bank to hold reserves of 10% of the total deposits in cash. But even with this system of multiplying the deposits into an order of magnitude more loans, the banks want even more leverage. So rather than keep the loans on their books, the banks then issue bonds called mortgage-backed securities. The banks then earn a profit on the spread between the interest rate on the bond and the loan being charged to the customer. If the banks can't sell the bonds, then they run out of cash to lend out. The deposits in the bank aren't enough to satisfy the demand for loans. So we have a situation where interest rates are falling in the institutional bond market and in the market for federal treasury bills. But elsewhere in the bond market, we've seen prices all over the map. We've seen money flowing into the bond market from the stock market as investors flee stocks in search of safer yields. Overwhelmingly, the cash has been going into U.S. treasuries. Another way that banks increase their reserves is by taking reserve deposits from the Federal Reserve. The reserves that are in excess of the statutory mandatory reserves are then loaned back to the Fed, who keeps those funds on their balance sheet. And you're probably thinking, wait a minute, didn't the Fed just print that money out of thin air and then lend it to the banks, and then the banks loaned it back to the Fed? Well, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly what's happening. In addition to the bond market, the banks can ask the Fed for money, and they do. So let's go back to the mortgage market and understand what's happening there. According to a report in the Wall Street Journal this morning, the banks are having trouble selling their mortgage-backed securities. The normal buyers for these bonds haven't materialized in the past week, and if the banks can't sell their bonds, then they can't write as many loans. This is translating into the banks having to offer a higher interest rate on their bonds in order to sell them. And this, in turn translates into a higher rate for mortgages at the consumer end of the market. 
This effect is yet another example of counterparty relationships that exist all throughout the financial system. Let's put this in perspective. The banks need to buy about $1.2 trillion of 10-year Treasury notes to offset the risks in the mortgage and bank deposits, and this is according to a report from J.P. Morgan. I predict we're going to see a shift in lending practices over the coming weeks, and I'm also predicting that there will be less liquidity in the market as real investors reduce their activity in the bond market. I also predict the Fed is going to continue to print money like never before in order to make the market appear orderly like nothing bad is happening. How this shakes out is not entirely clear. but For the time being, you can expect the spread between the treasury rates and the mortgage rates to increase. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.